0: You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate.
2: Stick to the truth. For your goodness.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH icon on your radio dial. So many ways to catch our program. Don't forget about the digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app on the World Wide Web at NASHFM1061.com and also ericasher.com. You can check us out on our social media platforms where we post our podcast and also, again, a, uh, our TV show at Eric on Twitter, now X. Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on both Instagram and now on Threads. Our podcast is everywhere, Anchor, Spotify, and Home Baseball on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find that. And then, of course, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, V 2 Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning on the Deuce at two a.m. Saturday afternoon at five p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We had Renee Nato of CrestySports.com, Chrissy Freud also CrestySports.com, and so much more. She's like got like eight different um, publications or um, companies that she's about uh, media companies she's working for. Uh, really great show. Um, uh, Chrissy really is a um, a reporter that that concentrates on quarterbacks. So we talked a lot about the quarterbacks in the SEC around the country. Uh, We broke down Saints, LSU, and Tulane for you. So, again, if you get a chance, check out our program tonight on WLAE TV and throughout the weekend on WLAE WLA, TV 2 and also Pelican Sports Television and also be on our social media platforms as well. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of roast Restaurants and, of course, um, uh, the great Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill with breakfast, lunch, and dinner daily for you. It's opening at 8 a.m. and, of course, closing at, at 1 a.m. Uh, don't forget about In the French Quarter, um, mambos uh with again their rooftop bar, but also again bourbon street balcony uh, open late a- every single night again all the way until one a m uh serving lunch and dinner uh the Hideout bar has um the the hideout bar is a um a great place to be to catch uh live music but also fantastic food and cocktails uh and then of course uh, don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery and Bobby Bear's Kitchen Canada Restaurant. Bobby Bear's Kitchen Canada Restaurant in Metairie open late. Uh, 30 plus TV screens all over the restaurant and yes, fantastic menu for you serving lunch and dinner and of course this half hour brought to you by our friends at, at Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, get on down to the, to the French Quarter and enjoy a fantastic meal at Old New Orleans Cookery 205 Bourbon Street. Uh, uh, lunch and dinner, seven days a week. They're open late. Uh, they got two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Those have private restrooms, private bar. It's a fantastic place to have your next event. Take a picture on the World famous staircase. Also, again, if you're looking for a wonderful dining experience, you found it over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Whether you uh, set up a, a, on those picture windows overlooking Bourbon Street, maybe again you uh, would, would rather uh, be in the authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Again, uh, having a, an extraordinary cocktail and enjoying again authentic Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Uh, again, uh, something for everyone on the menu over at Old New Orleans Cookery, as there are at all of the Oceana family of restaurants. You want to find out more? Go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery whether, again, it's a date night, maybe it's, again, first date. Maybe you're getting together with friends, family. Maybe trying to close that business deal. Do it on over at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, on the program today, uh, our usual Thursday, Gary Smith will join us from uh, the Wave Report, and Old.com, and also the Times-Picayune and The Advocate. That will happen in about three minutes from now. We'll uh, we'll have Ross Jackson fill- filling out the uh 4 4 o'clock hour uh, that means, again, 435 for Ross, talking Saints, Locked on Saints podcast, CrestedSports.com, and also Saints News. Alec Cassell, the bird ride, steps in, talking NBA basketball, and also uh, the Pelicans. And then we finish up with Jordy Colada, the Jordy Colada Show. Uh, the Tigers went to, um, started their first day at camp today. Uh, of course, uh, Brian Kelly met the media. We'll talk to Jordy a lot about what's happening with the Tigers. All that coming up here on the program today, so keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Also, don't forget about our podcast podcast uh, and um That'll usually goes up about 30 minutes after the program ends. So, a lot going on. No practice for the Saints today. Uh, 48th uh, anniversary of the opening of the dome. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I did not go to the grand opening, but again, uh, my family, my my brothers, my sister, my mom, uh, we were all huddled around the TV uh, watching again all the news stations back then. Um, uh, 48 years ago, had this live and uh, the ceremony that that went on again. The, the tour of the dome and of course, uh, I've been a season 10 holder since 1981. Been in that dome since its since, 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 uh, inception, since its opening. Uh, seen some a lot of great games, man. Two great Tulane games, great um, uh, LSU games, uh, basketball and football. Uh, obviously, again, uh, growing up watching the Jazz in the Dome, uh, the, the Saints, uh, and then of course, uh, uh, you know, uh, when you, you fast forward to uh, some of the great games that Dale Brown brought down to uh, 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 from Baton Rouge, uh, some of the great matchups there. Um, I mean, I can go on and on and on. Baseball back in the day at, at the dome again, which is, you know, the press box w- w- was uh, was set up so low in the dome at one time uh, because this was a multi-purpose facility that that um, had baseball. And of course, we had the Pelicans uh, uh, back then. Uh, the uh, they were the uh, uh, farm club of the St. Louis Cardinals, and they played in the dome. And then all remember, remember the uh, the dixie Showdown. Uh, where we'd have LSU, Tulane, and UNO uh, against the, again the the, the, really, uh, the some of the top's uh, teams around the country in the different states, uh, which was a lot of fun when they when they when they played baseball. Now again the the, the renovations to the dome don't lend that to, to to it anymore. You know again I can remember seeing the New Orleans night, the Breakers. I mean the dome has has had a legacy of just New Orleans teams. We haven't even talked about the Super Bowls, again the Final Fours, uh, all all the great. Um, um, Uh, Events that have been in the dome since its inception and you you look at the building again It's the granddaddy and 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 it it, again. It it goes to show you again. uh, What with our culture is about, right? We love preserving our history Uh, You look at the French Quarter you look at again around this city so many historic uh, homes Buildings that again that we that we, we we fight to preserve and the dome has been one of those and you know again with the help of the of the state of Louisiana, the hotel motel tax, visitors coming into this city, uh, again the, uh, the the money's been kicked in from the NFL. Now money being picked, kicked in by the Bensons, that building has been able to again stand the test of time mo- and and the modernization of that building. And it goes back to again the architects and Dave Dixon, who was the again the brainchild behind that dome. Melted again, f- uh, building and 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 designing a multi-purpose facility that would would continue. To be a, a facility that can grow and breathe, and and change over time, and of course the newer, newest renovations will be done by 2025 when when the, when the Super Bowl comes back to New Orleans once again, which will make New Orleans, I believe, at that time, uh, again the, the city with the most Super Bowls under their belt. Maybe Miami is tied, uh, but again, New Orleans still a destination for uh, for uh, all major sporting events, and the reason why the the again Louisiana now caesar superdome and of course i left out in how many years i've been in Endymion for the uh for the extravaganza both riding and, and as a uh patron it's a great place to be the dome again uh the reason why this city has been able is to you know continue uh and, and be able to keep their head above water and that is no pun intended all right let's let's head to the guest line joining us for the program. Uh, I think he's one of the best we have. He could cover it all. I could literally sit here for an hour and talk to Gary Smith about every single sport. That's why I love having him on the TV show. He covers Tulane, but he also covers UNO uh, for, again, the Times Picayune, and The Advocate, and his uh, website, The Wave Report. If you're a Tulane fan and you want to know what happened first with, with your Tulane uh, teams, you've got to subscribe to The Wave Report. Gary, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thanks
3: for having me on, Eric. And your, your, your talk about the Superdome, I mean, you know, I used to get sick to the stomach when people, when there was that time when people were saying that they should raise the Superdome and build the Saints and build a new facility. Cause you're right. Almost all the other domes built around its time didn't, didn't, didn't last. And, but but right. the dome, just a terrific place. The renovations have been terrific. And I remember hey, you, you mentioned all the history there. I remember 1981 LSU made the final four in basketball. I went to both of those games. They played those yeah. games in the dome that year. On right. the way, I believe they switched a state to get to the Final Four. It might have been in the Sweet mm-hmm. 16, one or the other. Uh, it was a great atmosphere for that. And, and you mentioned the, the baseball challenges used to be there. I was a freshman at the University of Florida in 1987. That was the first right. year of whatever the Win Dixie Challenge was called back yes. then. The first game Tulane played was against Florida. I was a freshman, if I actually didn't come to New Orleans for that game. But Tulane rallied from a seven-run deficit, I believe, and hit a walk-off home run. And and the attendance was tremendous with Florida. Right. Miami and Florida State and that. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just all kinds of great history with the Dome.
0: <laughs> no, Incredible history. I mean, again, um, yeah. you know, and, and I didn't even mention the Pope, right, visiting, right? <laughs> I mean, again, we've, we've, we've had a Republican yeah. National Convention in there. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, just, I mean, again, it's the reason why we're still, you know, I want to say we're thriving, but, but, but why, why we're yeah. still relevant mm-hmm. is, is the Dome, the Dome and the French Quarter. I mean, that's yeah. what we got to hang our hats on right now.
3: No question, and again, I mean, look, look at all the other domes built back then that uh, did not stand the test of time, and, uh, no, and, and no, New, New Orleans—it's not one of New Orleans' great calling cards as being visionaries and built and doing stuff like that. True. But that is one case where it absolutely worked out perfectly.
0: And, and and you know and the way it worked out, right? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Dave Dixon had to get Governor McKithon on board. McKithon yep. got on board. Then he got the legislature on board. Moon Landry was on board. Obviously, at that mm-hmm. point, the, the the mayor of New Orleans. So again, it it, it took again a governor as as um, powerful as McKithon to get this thing pushed through. Because look, yep. the legislature, in North Louisiana, didn't want it. Okay, they, yep. they they didn't want to spend the money, and you understand mm-hmm. the money. And look how much money that building has generated for those for those parishes in North Louisiana. Louisiana, and the state as a whole. Yeah, no, no question. It's <laughs> just an amazing building, and again, mm-hmm. 48 years old today. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. Tulane goes to fall camp. I got so much to ask you about. Tulane basketball is rolling. Again, the, yep. all the rumors about Tulane going to another conference, but again, now it's like conference realignment's coming back again, so I want to get through it all. First, the first mm-hmm. day of, uh, of fall camp, your thoughts?
3: Yeah, mean uh, yeah. Um I I was not there for the beginning of practice yesterday because I was I I'm the Tulane basketball team was playing at 6:30 in the morning and I watched that on on uh on online on um but yeah, I mean, they look good. They look fast. They look strong. It's you know, too early to make any any concrete judgments, but it's not too early to, to tell the difference that you know, Willie Fritz has built a program. Last year was not a one off. This is another extremely talented team. You can the, the difference between this team and Willie Fritz's first few teams, and certainly any of the teams before he arrived, are just night and day. And they haven't put the pads on yet. But you don't have to put the pads on to notice that kind of stuff. And just just the team camaraderie and the attitude, everything about this team, it's, it's just light years ahead of what Tulane had been for a long, long time.
0: Which is me, at least my next question size, speed. Talk a little bit about this, this version of Tulane as opposed to maybe the last few years. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I, I think it's it, it's on the same level as last year. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, you know, Dorian, you don't grow Dorian Williams on trees, and he was an unbelievable player for Tulane with incredible speed and made a huge difference last year. Nick Anderson, too. But Tulane, uh Willie Fritz just recruits well. I, I'll give you a name. Uh, that, I mean, uh, Defensive, line, defensive end, uh, Keith Cooper. Um, he, he was a, primarily a basketball player in high school in Texas, but he's long, he's fast, he's strong on the defensive line. He came into his own against Cincinnati last year. Tulane had just gone back ahead late in the fourth quarter. He has a sack and a pressure on consecutive plays to stymie Cincinnati's last gasp effort. He gained a lot of confidence from that. And, and, and It's not me talking, this is Michael Pratt talking at the American Athletic Conference Media Days. The word he described for Keith Cooper is he's going to have a monster year. And this is on a loaded, deep defensive line. Um, another example of just how well this staff recruits. He wasn't in, an incredible high school football player because he concentrated on basketball a lot there. But he's going to be an incredible football player for Tulane. So not, not the same type of position. Obviously not a linebacker, but, in, but he, he's, he's the type of athlete that Tulane just didn't have a whole lot of in the past on the defensive line, and he's just one example of many.
0: And, 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 Gary, picking up on, on, on the direction you're, you're going is, uh, again, look, um, it's been tough for Tulane to be able to um, um, recruit big line, uh, quality linemen. They, 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 they have done – Willie Fritz has, has put together an ensemble of linemen on both sides of the ball that are going to be formidable this season. The offensive line is tough. The defensive line you yeah. just mentioned, they've they added talent. That's where you mm-hmm. start. Of course, you need a quarterback. But, again, they're going to be tough in the trenches.
3: Yeah, no question. I mean, defensive line is deep, deep, deep. And another, I mean, it, we Darius Hodges. He did not have the greatest year last year. He was a little up and down. He was tremendous two years ago. Um, But he's an he's an incredible athlete. He's the type guy to to uh, 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 he plays the joker position, running and speed off the edge. He's another example of of a guy that Tulane did not have a lot of in in, in the past. And uh and then and then and then. The transfer portal. I mean, they brought in Patrick Jenkins. He's a guy that would not have played, n- would not have signed with Tulane out of high school. Uh, went to TCU, um, played a lot at TCU. Decided he wanted to come to to, to come back and uh, and 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 look at the season he had last year. He only made the single most important play of the season <laughs> for the safety yeah. against USC that allowed Tulane to come back and, and and win that game. He had a really good year last year. He's going to be an All Conference player player this year. Just yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, yeah, Tulane, Tulane always there was always like Tulane would have one guy like that yeah. in, in the past. They even did under under previous coaches, but now it's it's a 2 deep depth chart and and with with players like that in the end. defensive line, that's one position. They cannot play every mm-hmm. down. That's impossible <laughs> um with the amount of energy they burn and Tulane can roll guys in and out now and not have much of a drop off and and that's that's just that makes all the difference in the world.
0: I did want to ask you, um, uh, as we move on from football, before we go to basketball, all this talk about um, you know, and I and I and I, I texted you the other day asking you about right you know, the Pac-12 rumors. You got Florida State now that that again is saying that they they want a major change in the revenue distribution of the ACC. There was a report today that maybe eight ACC teams could bolt. <laughs> uh, we we know again what the situation is with the Big Ten right now. Uh, again, the, the, you know they the, um, Colorado going to the Big Twelve possibly more. Mm-hmm. In, in Arizona, uh, moving over to to, to the uh, to the Big Ten. Um, first of all, I've said it this week. I don't think the pack, the pack yeah. eight, ten, twelve, whatever it's going to be, is, is a destination for Tulane. I think uh, ACC or Big Twelve. But yeah, but, uh, the closer the situation, yeah. I am. Tell me what
3: Tulane Tulane has to be monitoring that closely because that yeah. But, and I and look, that's where I've been. I, I I've always disagreed with a lot of people on the on the Pack Twelve, pac whatever. Always thought it was a horrible idea. Remember, Tulane is in the Big East right now. It's just not called the Big East anymore. Um, but Tulane already made this jump to a league, and it was a good move. But they thought they were getting into a power five, power six situation at the time, and then and and then there was the big split, and and the, and they had to, they lost their name because the basketball schools got to teach their name. But but yeah, how how is the Pac twelve? How is the Pac anything an upgrade anymore with that conference? Forget the geography, which I can't stand. I mean, I. <laughs> Washington, playing Washington state teams like that makes no sense in any sport but football uh, in the first place. But second of all, how's that an upgrade? That, 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 that league is falling apart and may collapse. And sort of like Tulane thought they were getting to a, a conference that was going to be an automatic bid type league when they joined the Big East and it didn't happen. I think it would, it would be even worse. I think Tulane's actually in a better situation right now <laughs> um, than they would be if they tried to join that join that league. So I've always dismissed that off the start, but you're right. This other stuff, Got to be, got to be on top of that, um, Tulane, because uh, if, if the ACC, which was supposed to be, you know, set because of the the, the rules they had that didn't allow teams to leave, yeah. um, if that if, if if that breaks apart, it's gonna be it's gonna be a free for all, and Tulane just has to keep winning, have the success they're having right now, and put themselves in the best position possible to to, to see what happens down the road. But oh. but the pack the pack whatever is a no
0: go. Yeah, 100% agree. Let's talk about Tulane basketball. I know a lot of folks are sleeping. I have no clue. Tulane basketball is playing pretty well overseas right now. Talk about it. Yeah,
3: it's, it's interesting. They're um, they're trying to do the, the last three college teams. This is the fourth time in a row in the World University Games that, they've, that the U.S. has selected one college team to represent them. Um, the last three all won the gold medal, but it was not easy in any circumstance. Every one of them w- were tough. Tulane has put themselves in the position to become the fourth in a row to win it. They're 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 in the semifinals. Sickeningly, that game's at two in the morning tomorrow because I'll I'll be up for it. <laughs> I'll be two to four a.m. is when that thing right. is Tulane's playing Brazil. But but certainly some the the good news is just the way the way the team has looked and particularly their point guard transfer. For Colby King, um, yeah, I, I, I know people want to bury Jalen Cook now because he left for LSU. That guy was a hell of a player, um, and and so I'm I'm not totally on board that this guy's an improvement on him but they needed a true point guard and Colby King has looked terrific in, in their games in, in China. And that's exactly what they need. They, they've got some scorers already. Um, they need a guy who can be a point guard and get other guys involved and score when they need to. And, 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 and he's done that. Cause there was, uh, the. Jalen Cook leaving left a huge hole in the roster, and it looks like Colby King has filled it. You know, the other guys came back, um, and, that, and, then, and then another guy, Greg Glenn, a freshman, I mean a transfer from Michigan, who was a four-star recruit. He's looked good over over in China. It's all encouraging, and, 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 and you know, I, I just Tulane's had some had slow starts in the past under under Ron Hunter, and, and if this team can go win the gold medal, can win two more games. Uh, the experience they're gaining over there I think will will be huge for early in the season yeah. and the chemistry they're they're developing so it looks like it, it's been a win-win situation for both Tulane and the United States.
0: Yeah, 100% <laughs> agree on that. And uh, uh, again for Tulane fans that are looking to be like watch those games where where are they being televised?
3: Yeah, it's and Fubo I, I think it's okay. I, here here's the way to do it. Go to Tulane's Go on Twitter. Get the follow Tulane basketball. Tulane men's basketball. They okay. put the link out right before the game because it's not that easy to find. I I found when if you actually go to the website, it, it, you can do it. But Tulane puts a link out on Twitter. Um, okay. Tulane men's basketball. Follow them on Twitter. They put the link out before the game. You hit that link and you go right to the game. And it's just it's a it's a solid live stream like any other streaming broadcast. No no Sounds no good. no commentary. Um, background noises, but. Uh, You you, you can watch, you you, you can get a a good look at what the Tulane basketball team is going to look like next year if you watch this.
0: Sounds good. For those insomniacs out there, uh, again, Tulane basketball, 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's that time. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Uh, Thanks for the time, as always, bud. Uh, Appreciate it. Let everybody know about your fantastic site. Uh, Again, how folks can follow you on social media. What you got coming up for us in, in the paper and online?
3: Sure. Um, my, my website, um, thewavereport.com, Tulane.Rivals.com. I'm about five minutes away from from putting up today's report. Um, you know, not 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 a whole lot to report on what's happening in the first two days of practice. It's been hot. They've they've, they've been kind of sure. slow paced, but but the quote just one interview after another. Every word um, that Willie Fritz has uttered, every word that he, um, I, I talked to Gerald Chapman, their assistant, who, who's in his second stint with Tulane. He came last year, bolted about two months before, right before spring practice to go to Colorado. He, they're, they're giving him a second chance now. He, he looks like a terrific hire. He was an analyst at LSU. Um, mm-hmm. uh, every word that he said today when, in a one-on-one interview with him, and, and, and I also talked to Keith Cooper, who I'm writing a feature for for, for the ad to get, um, for NOLA.com later today, too. Um, again, a guy that Michael Pratt thinks is going to have a monster year on a team with a lot of guys who might have monster yeah. years.
0: Beautiful. At Gareth Smith on Twitter, thank you, my friend. Appreciate your time. We'll check in next week.
3: Thanks for having me on.
0: Always, you got it. That's Gary Smith. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. Looking for a generator for your home or business. Again, now's the time. Don't wait until the, the till again the uh, all the all the uh, tropical uh, events. Uh, all those waves come off of um, of Africa to be able to start saying. Well, I think I, I think I need a generator now. Don't, they're all understand. They we got to buy one. Yeah. Well. Okay. Look. Generatic generators in, uh, in stock right now at Burkhardt's Warehouse in Mandeville. Uh, they have all the parts you need for your generator fully stocked at their warehouse in, in Mandeville. And, of course look it's a very easy situation if you do the research you're gonna sit down with with Jason Burkhardt y'all will come to an agreement on the uh, on the generator you want and then of course you'll figure out whether you want to finance it over over time you want to pay that money up front you'll get a new install quality check up in one month Burkhardt offers you not just the installation but emergency service again maintenance service on your generator and they handle everything for you from planning to permits to inspections they're dedicated generator team are second to none second to none it's the greatest investment I've made I got to be honest other than buying my house if you're a homeowner a business owner invest in a generac generator for my friends at burkhart you'll be glad you did increase your property value get that peace of mind of knowing that when the power goes out in your neighborhood your power will stay on have a tropical event hopefully we don't anytime soon but when it happens you'll either be able to stay behind and and be able to shelter in place or come back quicker because you'll have power Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating Generator Sales and Service. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Odo Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon, and the rest of the out bar, all are open late, all are open seven days a week. Fantastic menu, incredible cocktails, and, and a staff that will make you feel like, again, you're having a dining experience. Uh, get on over to the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Again, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Oceana, lunch and dinner at every other restaurant, Uh, Again, hungry, thirsty, think Oceana and the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back with Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast.
4: Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Injury Lawyer Studios, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Call
0: 444-4444.
5: This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Lowe's
0: knows how to save pros time and money. Right now, get 10% off all kitchen cabinet orders of $1,000 or more. Lowe's knows pros. Cashier must apply discount at time of purchase. Discount on cabinet purchase only. Coupon cannot be used with any other discount. Valid 727 through 89
4: Good afternoon. Looking at our main roadways right now, I'm seeing a little bit of slowing eastbound I-10 Lesion Fields to the high rise. It's nine-minute ride, six-minute delay. Slow between 610 and Downman right now. Looks like Bell Chase between North... Northbound between LA 3017 and uh, Burmaster Street. Right lane is still blocked due to a gas leak working. Uh, General DeGaulle at Hendy Street working in accident secondaries. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
1: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen. Your largest investment Call DA Exterminating now. Ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA
3: now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com.
6: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers
0: Welcome back. Don't forget about my friends over at Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Voted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, a mouth menu that has something for everyone, and I mean something for everyone. Not, again, not just Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Great steaks, ribs, pasta, uh, always great Louisiana seafood, amazing cocktails, and a large beer selection that's out of sight. Uh, they got TVs everywhere, 30-plus screens all over the restaurant. Again, a place where you can go, get together with friends, family, go check out all the ballgates. Especially again, during was getting into the meat of football season, got all the games on all the all the TVs, and of course a great menu for you. Right again, not, not sports bar menu, a great menu. Then of course Bobby Evers Cajun uh, Restaurant is unique because it's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. What does that mean? Oh yes, authentic Louisiana cuisine, but yes, the sports culture is all the great memorabilia, the doors, the walls of Bobby Evers Cajun Restaurant. One of a kind items that should be in a museum. If you're a memorabilia buff like myself, you'll get lost walking around, checking it all out. Remember, they're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. They're open late. Again, one of the few restaurants in memory open late. You want to find out more? Go to BobbyABears.com. Check out the entire menu, Isles of Operation. And you can also be your next event at Bobby a. Bears as well. Again, Bobby Bears Cajun Canada Restaurant. So good. All right, joining us for the program each and every week, uh, Ross Jacks, Locked on Saints podcast, Saints uh, uh, news, as well as Crestedysports.com does a great job again with his podcast breaking down the saints every single day for you it's it's a it's a quick podcast it gives you all the information you need to know about your saints and of course he's with us each and every thursday ross welcome to the show
5: hey buddy appreciate you having me on as always pleasure to be here
0: great great to have you bud let's jump into it pads finally came on real football we got a we got a, actually got a preseason game tonight um I'm going to ask, the, again, first of all, I want to ask you about the offensive and defensive lines. Now that we've seen mm-hmm. a little bit of physicality, talk about, again, the, the the talent level that you see. First of all, on the offensive line, starters in depth.
5: Yeah, on the offensive line, you're getting a lot of really good play and a really good quality play from some of these players. I think the biggest question mark right now has been um, health, right? And this is what we knew was going to be the big question mark around the New Orleans Saints one way or another. And so, uh, you know, that becomes the biggest thing that you're just kind of waiting to see them you know, finally kind of get some good health luck for a change. But, I mean, for right now, when you look at where this team is, um, you know, Trevor Penning's still adjusting. He's still sort of there. But one of the things you love watching him do is the way that he is so um, just ridiculously strong in the run game and kind of how tenacious he is in the run game. He's very unforgiving in that area. And, and that's exactly what you want out of the locker. Um, you know, James Hurst, interestingly enough, has been taking a lot of those uh, first-team ruts. Pretty much any time that you see Trevor Penning, At left tackle, James Hurst is on his right hip at left guard. So it's a really interesting sort of thing to just keep an eye out on as some of these preseason games and bigger matchups and things like that. Um, And then, you know, depth-wise, Nick Saldaveri is climbing up pretty steadily, the fourth-round pick and the rookie out of Old Dominion University, uh, which is kind of what you want to see from him. Um, You know, he's made a couple of really nice plays in the running game. Caesar Reeves, really nice plays in the running game as well. And we're watching kind of Ryan Ramchick. Just kind of take his time. They're being very careful with him. They're trying to keep him comfortable and everything. So, for instance, yesterday we saw Storm Norton, the new signee, play first and second team uh, snaps at right tackle. But we already know who Ryan Ramchick is. So you've seen a lot of good play from some of these players. Max Garcia backing up the center possession there. McCoy very well. Uh, so I think there's a lot of promise there. You just want to see it translate when it comes down. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, You mentioned the injuries. Obviously, again, uh, Trey Turner now on injury reserve. I'm just Pete with, again, the the, the strain quad. Um, Mm -hmm. When you look at over, uh, and I just want you to judge it based on just a few days, right, which may may not be uh, fair, but quality depth, starters. I mean, James Hurst looks like, again, you could slide him in at that that guard position and you won't miss a beat. Um, But, again, if there are another rash of injuries, how deep is this offensive line?
5: Yeah, I think it took a major hit when uh, they lost Trey Turner. Um, you know, the hope is that Nick Saldeveri can kind of be that guy that can swing in right. either guard spot. You know that you've got a guy like Lewis Kidd that can do that as well as Calvin Brockmorton, who also left early yesterday with an with an elbow injury, but we were told not to expect that to be a, a big deal at all. So we'll wait and see if he's back out there tomorrow. Um so I think that having sort of this You know, rotation of younger guys that are versatile across the line is important. And I I think the Saints know that, too, because we're watching. They've kind of thrown first-team, second-team, third-team conventions out the window a little bit. Derek Carr is working with a rotating offensive line of players, getting a lot of experience with kind of first- and second-team guys, which I think is really important. You know you're going to have injuries on the offensive line in the NFL. There's no getting around that. So I think them getting Derek Carr some comfort and time with them, and vice versa, them getting to learn Derek Carr's cadence and how he runs the offense and all these other things, uh, I think is important. So I think a big part of good depth is can you prepare them to go out there? And I think the Saints are doing some interesting things this offseason to make sure that they're as prepared as possible.
0: They bring back uh, Coda Martin. They they they, they uh, had Tommy Kramer in for a workout. They they now signed him. They signed uh, mm-hmm. Chuck as uh, Fagila uh, from uh, from the Green Bay Packers. What happened there? There was something about again. They were awarded the uh, the uh, they were awarded the uh, uh, the waiver uh, uh, claim. Is that what that happened there?
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, I believe it was a UDFA coming out of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, where he allowed only two sacks throughout his entire career on three different right. seasons, where he played over a hundred snaps. So a pretty good wow. sample size there.
2: Yeah, that's
5: um, so Yeah. And, and that Minnesota Golden Gophers, you know, team, Bernard Raymond and a couple of other guys out there that are, you know, pretty solid offensive linemen. So, um, you know, he's another one of those guys and he had been signed by the, uh, Green Bay Packers, but they eventually moved off of him. And so he was, uh, out there on waivers because of just sort of him being on that, that rookie deal and everything. And so with that, the Saints, uh, put in a claim for him and they were, they were awarded him as their, uh, I guess they were the highest priority team that, that put in a request for him.
0: Uh, it's pretty obvious at this point they're trying to bring in bodies to see if, uh, if something's going to fit here d- down the line, mm-hmm. um, pardon me, when it comes to the offensive line. On defense, um, keep hearing a lot about Peyton Turner, uh, Brazee. Uh, as you put your eyeballs on this defensive line, who is standing out to you and then maybe a, a position that maybe needs some, uh, some backfill uh, with maybe a veteran help?
5: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, start off with the standouts over on the defensive line. Uh, you know, Peyton Turner, Carl Grandison, Tana Passanio, kind of these three guys that are, you know, the, the ones that are right behind Cam Jordan on the defensive end spot, uh, all of them have had great plays and great moments and consistently. I mean, every day, uh, John Hendricks and I over at Sports Saints uh, News Network are writing down Peyton Turner's name or we're typing Peyton Turner's name, you know, or we're writing 98. I mean, he's just making play after play, which is really good because I think the the two things that you wanted to see from him are uh, were consistency, first of all. You know, not only can you go out there and make the plays, but can you consistently make the plays? Uh, but then the other thing was, can you can you be out on the field? And we've seen him out there. In, in order for him to make the plays, he's got to be out there, and he, he's done a good job of that here over the course of camp. Uh, Carl Granderson is just a force, and he's working – He's kind of working on his details for the most part, so I think that that has been showing. And Antonio Passaneers has been one of these guys that has just continuously ended up in the backfield, uh, particularly as a pass rusher. So I think that those are good signs from the defensive end depth, which is a really important spot for New Orleans to figure out who that guy is going to be opposite Cam Jordan. Uh, And then a spot where I think you can use a little bit more help, uh, particularly veteran help, is is still linebacker, especially with the loss of Andrew Dowell, who went on injured reserve yesterday. Um, That's such an unfortunate situation because that means that his season is done. And this was a really, really good start to camp for him. A couple of forced fumbles yeah. um, and, and fumble recoveries. He had some pass breakups. He had some good moments in the run game. I mean, he was just doing a lot defensively, not just special teams-wise. And, um, you know, he, we had spoken to him the day before, and he was super excited about, you know, going into his, I believe it's his fifth year um, and, and you know, being able to be healthy and go through all that. And then, unfortunately, this happened. So, things to see him go, but it does also leave a hole open for the New Orleans Saints at that position where they already sort of didn't really know who the guys behind DeMario Davis and Pete Warner were going to be. So I think that maybe reaching and reaching out to and trying to bring in a veteran at that position would be a top priority for them, and I wouldn't be surprised to learn of some tryouts uh, at that position, either today or tomorrow. At
0: the defensive tackle position, especially the interior of the defense, how have they been at, at, at stopping the run and also, again, um, uh, affecting the passer from the inside?
5: Yeah, pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise so far, that unit. Um, I mean, we knew Colin Saunders and and Nathan Shepard were going to be disruptive in the run game and in the pass game, respectively, but we're also watching them do the things that aren't their focus, Nathan Shepard being impactful in the the run game and Colin Saunders being uh, impactful as a, a disruptive pass rusher and moving guys off their spot and everything. We watched Brian Brzee uh, just yesterday, get a great pressure right up the middle, that force and errant throw that was almost picked off by Pete Warner, uh, a throw that, in, uh, throw that ended up being underthrown. And so I, I think that's exactly what it is that you're looking for. You want that defensive interior to get pressure right up the middle and force those bad throws. Um, you know, Malcolm Roach has been flashy and he's my breakout player right now for this year the guy that i the guy that i'm predicting as my breakout player for 2023 and so far he's making me look real good (laughs) in camp so um you know he's been doing a great job and you know another guy that i'll point out too we haven't really talked about much is jerron cage the undrafted free agent out of ohio state has consistently made plays in the run game and we know i mean we've seen it over and over again eric this is the position where the saints keep their udfas Guys like Taylor Stallworth mm-hmm. yep. and um, you know, Malcolm Roach was one of those guys. Shy Tuttle was mm-hmm. one of those guys. Jaron Cage is making some really, really good plays that at least make him uh, a guy that I would say is a, a, like a priority practice squad guy. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, he might, you know, he might be able to convince the Saints to keep a fifth defensive tackle this year because he's playing very well.
0: Um, I did want to ask you about battles in camp, some of the really good battles that you've been king on.
5: Yeah, I think you know the big one that we've all been watching has been cornerback, uh, cornerback two, if you will, the, the cornerback opposite Marshall Lattimore, between Paulson Debo and Alante Taylor. And I'll, I'll say this, I, I, think, I think Paulson Debo is you know, heads and shoulders uh, ahead right now. I think he's got a nice lead. And this happens all the time, too, in these battles where the guy with a little bit more experience, the guy that's a veteran, the guy that's been at it a little bit longer, usually starts out faster. Um, and remember, Alante Taylor missed some time during training camp last year, so this is kind of really his first full training camp so far. And so I think that when you watch right now, I, I think it's easy to say Paul Sanadibo's ahead. But that means one of two things. Either and Debo runs away with this thing, which is a good news situation for the New Orleans Saints because he's competing with a really, really good back in Alante Taylor, or Alante Taylor makes up ground and takes the lead, which, of course, would take a lot uh, at this point. Uh, and, and, or not really take a lot, but would speak very highly uh, in um, in Alonta Taylor's favor. So I think either one of those is a good scenario for New Orleans. Uh, so that's been the big one that we've been keying in on so far, where it's, it's kind of you know far and away right now. It's a Paulson Debo's in the lead, but he, he's earned it. It's not a default situation. And then the other one that you're looking for is kind of the wide receiver four, if you will, the guy behind Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Rashid Shaheed. Mm-hmm. And I think the only two players you can really say who have consistently performed well over the course of camp, uh, not fully surprisingly, because they have the most experience in the system so right. far uh, coming into this year's camp. So we'll see how you know the, the the newer guys maybe close the gap a little bit. But Traquan Smith and Keith Kirkwood have both been great. Uh, both looked really good and solid and comfortable and, and making plays over and over again and not putting passes on the ground and, and things like that. Um, they've done a good job here throughout camp. So I think they've got a steady lead, but James Washington has really, you know, flashed a few times. Brian Edwards mm-hmm. has flashed a few times. The UDFA out of South Carolina State. Shaq Davis has flashed a few times. A.T. Perry, the rookie out of a course, is getting more comfortable. So I think as they get a little bit more comfortable with the system, which each one of those guys, this is their first year in the system. Traequan's going into, you know, uh, uh, you know, beyond his rookie year. Keith Kirkwood's been here for a while. So I think that that you know, gap might start to close here over the next couple of weeks.
0: Uh, Talk about the Kamara situation, meeting with the uh, commissioner this week. How do you think that helps or hurts his cause going forward? Again, some are saying two, some are saying four, six, or eight games, and then if you would finish out what you think will be his punishment.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, I think that really there's not – I don't know that there's really anything that he could do that hurts him, you know, doing this. I think this is a good call by Alvin Kamara. This is an opportunity for him to – hey, do something a little bit different than what the, the average NFL player who is you know about to undergo an NFL investigation uh, does kind of sets him apart because he's taken the time to go and speak with Goodell and go and meet with him in uh, New York and all these other things. Uh, so I do think that that helps. Uh, aside from if he gets into a fight with Roger Goodell, that's the only thing that's really ever going to hurt him, but that didn't happen. Right. Um, reportedly, according to Jeff Duncan over at NOLA.com, as he reported the, uh, the the meeting went well, he's back here in New Orleans, he's expected back at practice tomorrow on Friday. And so I think that this only helps, gives him an opportunity to be able to kind of tell his side of the story, tell what wasn't on camera, what happened before, what was being said, all these other things. There were some kind of comments that I, I know I had seen before about, you know, that he was the, the person that, you know, was kind of the victim of the situation, if you will, uh, was right. apparently saying something negative about the woman that Alvin Kamara was with. And so maybe there's something the there thing. to share with the yeah, to share with the, the commissioner about kind of why this all happened. So I think it can only help. I still expect there to be a multi-game suspension for Camara and, and by that I just mean two or more. So my expectation is that this, this will probably be a two- to six-game suspension that maybe gets mm-hmm. reduced after an appeal. But the good news is that for the Saints, it's not a, a floor of six games like the felony charge would have been. That drop from the felony charge, of, uh, it was a battery charge, if I remember correctly, to a misdemeanor right. breach of peace charge yes. makes a big difference. And so I think that sure. that can go a long way with this as well as this meeting.
0: Uh, final question for you. Uh, Big Greeny wants to know how Nick Anderson is looking. Uh, I had mentioned yesterday with Dow's injury, that may open up a door for him on special teams. Mm-hmm. But, again, you're there. You have your eyeballs on everything that's going on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Nick Anderson?
5: Yeah, I think those special teams reps are the ones where he's really standing out because he's learning how to do everything. He's learning to play tackle, guard, nose. You know, he's learning to play the up-back. He's learning to play you know all of these different positions. And so – I think that as he continues to do that, it, it will open up more opportunities for him. Um, you know, he and, and Andrew Dahl actually had a really tight relationship, and Andrew Dahl kind of took him under his wing, along with the, the Vanderbilt UDFA as well and Amford Eorgie, um, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of was teaching these guys the ropes uh, around special teams. So, I, 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 you know, that connection will remain strong, I'm sure, um, while, you know, Andrew is going through his rehabilitation process and all those things. He'll still be in the building, um, you know, a few times and so it'll give them an opportunity to continue that. Uh, he hasn't gotten a, 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 a ton of opportunities on defense beyond third-team mm-hmm. uh, opportunities, but you know him as a special teamer is really what's going to end up allowing him to potentially make the roster or push for the roster or at least be a practice squad guy, and I think that he's been impressive there, if nothing else, for his versatility. Yeah,
0: Always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, really enjoy the podcast, all the writings. Tell everybody about it and how folks can follow you on social media.
5: Yeah, absolutely. You can find the Locked on Saints podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Locked on Saints. You can find all the written work over at Saints News Network at saints.media. Of course, Crescent City Sports, being able to come through here with you every Thursday, of course, is a great way to be able to catch up as well. And you can find it all on Twitter, at Ross Jackmanola, N-O-L-A.
0: Have a fantastic week, my friend. Thanks so much for your time, as always. We'll check in with you next week. And next week, again, you'll join us on TV shows, so we've got a little double dip with you.
5: That's right. That's right. you are seeing a lot of me next week. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks yeah. so much, as always, for having me on.
0: There he goes. Again, uh, Ross Jackson joining us on, on a day off, right, because no Saints practice today, but, again, really appreciate his time. Hey, don't forget about Burkhart, air conditioning and heating. Uh, again, let's do the emphasis on air conditioning, especially right now with, again, uh, almost 100-degree temperatures here in South Louisiana. Uh, anywhere in the sound of my voice, if your air conditioning company is not treating you right, if you're looking for a company you can truly trust, well, you really don't have to second-guess them. If they, they tell you a part's, uh, again, gone bad, the part's gone bad. They're not going to gouge you, cheat you. They're not trying to sell you a brand new air conditioning system. Again, they're, they're going to, want to keep your system going. But if you need a new system, they're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry like a Amana, and their incredible warranty, and of course, again, uh, those new systems, you will... I'm telling you right now, you will save money every single month uh, when it when it comes to your power bill. There's no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm living proof. Uh, the amount of system that Burkhart put in my home, I, and we keep it cool in this house. I'm telling you right now, my year to date over the last few years, my power bill has been lower. Again, all you got to do is, again, call my friends at Burkhart. acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, wherever you live, Burkhart's there for you. Uh, Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, truly a company you trust. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Remember, all are open late, seven days a week. Oceana's serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Mambo's Old New Orleans Cookery. Um, And... um, uh, and uh, all serving lunch and dinner. The hideout bar has, has food for you uh, in, in, a, in a French Quarter courtyard setting, but also, again, fantastic music every day. Great drinks uh, all around at all the restaurants with great mixologists. Looking for a fantastic meal for a great time. Do it at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks to Ross Jackson and also Gary Smith for joining us in the hour number one. We'll take a break. We'll be right back to wrap it up. Hour number one, hour number two, coming up. Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Doe the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike. You know what? My prescription medication, and the TikTok Cafe, have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, and I Ten in Metro.
6: There's a right way and a wrong way to fight off mosquitoes. Ooh. Karate chopping the air, in a public place, in front of your kids and their friends mom, is the wrong way. Using STEM mosquito repellent is the right way. STEM effectively repels mosquitoes by harnessing active ingredients found in plants like lemongrass and peppermint, making it safe for use as directed around people and pets. STEM, rooted in nature, optimized by science, and embarrassment-free. This report is
3: sponsored by Indeed.com. Fall into autumn hiring with Indeed. Their all-in-one solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Sponsor a job and immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit
5: Indeed.com slash credit.
4: Eastbound I-610 this afternoon from Metairie to New Orleans East. It's a six-minute delay and running about 10 minutes slow between Broad and the I-10 merge. I-10 East between 610 and Downman running slow. Elysian Fields to the high-rise. It's a nine-minute ride running about a six-minute delay right now. Accident secondaries, Franklin Avenue at Sage Street. Crosswinds on the Causeway Bridge running about five miles per hour. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
0: Don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, family-owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. 51 years of taking care of New Orleans' vehicles, and you know what, they're they're their one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. When I say the best deals on tires, I'm telling you, something for everyone's budget, no matter what you drive. But ladies and gentlemen, let me say this. All the major brands, uh, some of those brands are on sales. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and yes, financing is available. Looking for a set of rims, whether you've got rims that are damaged and need to repair or a new set, they got you covered there. And, of course, ASC certified technician using the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. Why would you keep throwing your money at the dealership when you're out of warranty when you go to Southern Tire and get, again, same diagnostic equipment, ASC certified technicians and the Piazza family standing behind their work? Course, don't forget again, Hickory and Airline in Menory open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. They got Saturday service for you from 8 to 3. 504 737 1558 is the phone number. SouthernTire.com is the website. I bring my vehicle to Southern Tire. You should as well. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Menory, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Our program today is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill Mambos, Old New Orleans Cookie, Bobby Bears Cage, again, a restaurant, Hideout Bar. Oceana's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. Fantastic menu. Uh, Lunch and dinner at uh, Oceana. I'm sorry, at at, uh, Miles. uh, Old New Orleans Cookery. And uh, also Bobby Bear's Cage kind of restaurant. Go get yourself some live music, great libations, and food over at the hideout bar. Always great cocktails, great beer selection, and, again, a fantastic staff. It's the Oceana Family of Restaurants, proud sponsor of our Thursday show. Again, once again, thanks to Ross Jackson, Gary Smith, for joining us. Hour number two, we're going to have Ali Gassel talking Pelicans and NBA, Jordy Collada talking LSU. I'm Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. We'll be right back
6: Sherwin-Williams during the Shades of Summer Sale July 28th through August 7th and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $28.92. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only, some exclusions apply. See store for details.
1: Right now at Wendy's, when you buy either a Dave's single spicy chicken sandwich, medium frosty, or ten-piece nuggets, you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Ooh, definitely not. and a spicy chicken sandwich. Dave's Dave single. single and a frosty, frosty for me. and a frosty. Okay, who said frosty and a frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's buy one get one for a buck.
4: Limited time only. Price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer.
0: you talking to me you talking to me you talking to me what we've got here is failure to communicate stick to the truth
2: is what you're good at
1: Hey baby, we gonna be here all day. We are gonna be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Are you ready? Alright. our man, Eric Asher.
0: Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon on your radio dial. Hey, don't forget a lot of ways to catch our program. Uh, Check us out on the iHeartRadio app or the TuneIn Radio app. Those are digital platforms. Uh, We're on the World Wide Web, ericasher.com, nashfm1061.com. Uh, check out our our podcast as well. Uh, it is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base, and on all podcasting platforms, and of course our social media platforms where you can catch uh, each and every day our radio show is posted there, and then of course uh, weekly our TV show is posted on our social media platforms. Join the conversation uh, at Eric underscore Asher on X, Eric Asher on um, on Facebook, and then Inside New Orleans show on both Instagram. And now on threads, uh, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, I was joined by Renee Nato of CrescentySports.com and also Chrissy Freud. Uh, it was Chrissy's first um, um, time on our program. Uh, did a great job. She's been on Ken's show a lot. She writes for CrescentySports.com. She's with like eight other media outlets that she does work for. Uh, both both did a, did a great job today breaking down Saints, LSU, and Tulane. Uh, we also talked a little bit about. The quarterback situation uh, since Chrissy covers a lot of quarterbacks uh, in her in one of, in uh, for one of the uh, media outlets she works for uh, and uh, thought it was a really good show hope you get a chance to check us out tonight at six o'clock on WLAE TV ten o'clock on the Deuce. That's WLETV 2, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, and Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. So, again, be up on our social media platforms this evening, and um, it's already on the WLETV YouTube page, and it'll be at ericasher.com uh, by the end of the weekend. Again, if you missed the first hour, you missed Gary Smith and Ross Jackson joining us on a regular Thursday rotation. Ali Cassell is just about three minutes away talking some NBA with us, and also, again, the. Uh, uh, the World Championships, we'll get into that. Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show will join us at uh, f- at uh, 535, and we'll talk LSU with him. LSU opened up uh, a fall camp today, um, and uh, he'll give us a little tidbits about what he saw at at, uh, at camp. All right, don't forget, today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, Mambo's. Uh, and of course, the hideout bar don 't know also again uh, uh, if you 're going down to the French quarter a lot of a lot of a lot of opportunities to be able to go out and enjoy a a great meal at one of the oceana family restaurants but remember again the the, the mothership the the the, the original. Uh, serving breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. Uh, again, opening uh, opening up for you uh, every morning at 8 a.m. with a fantastic breakfast lineup. Uh, just an incredible menu. Uh, one of the best breakfast menus you'll see in the city. 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. daily. And then the lunch menu starts at 10 a.m. So there's an overlap between breakfast and lunch. That goes all the way to 4 p.m. 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. And when, or then when the party stops is when, when the dinner menu uh, again um, ends and they close. Oceana, but as I said before, nobody Oceana's got somebody there all all the time. You know, again. By the time they close up, they get the kitchen clean and they get the kitchen prepped for the next day, you know, again. So they're there they're rolling at Oceana. Uh, And, of course, open to 1 1 a.m. Cajun Creole dishes that are absolutely fantastic for lunch and dinner. Uh, Cocktails that are amazing for some of the great mixologists here in the city of New Orleans. Uh, Five private rooms for your next event. And believe me, Oceana can put on a party. Uh, They can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. They also use that for an overflow uh, on days where, again, there are lines standing outside waiting to try to get into Oceana, which is a lot. Uh, And then, then of course, don't forget, uh, just a great staff. Uh, not not just putting on an event, but a great staff that'll take care of you. Oysters on the half shell, Trawl grill oysters made right there in front of you, uh, right there on the grill up in the front of the restaurant. Fantastic cocktail. TVs everywhere. So again, if you're going there to watch a sporting event, a lot of plenty of ways to be able to catch your favorite team. And of course, uh, again, an authentic French quarter, uh, French quarter court that's beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, it's just again a, a fantastic rent restaurant to enjoy a great meal. If you want to find out more? Go to OceanAgrill.com where you again you'll find out the you'll. Check I got the menu, everything you need to know about hours operation, even, again, setting up your next event. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Fantastic menu. Get down and enjoy Oceana Grill. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor uh, in the French Quarter. All right, there we go. Uh, all right, let's, uh, uh, as we get prepared for, for Ali Gassel, um again, Pelicans, a lot of rumors out there about Jared Allen. Uh, again, nothing has, has transpired yet. Uh, Pelicans dropped to tenth now overall, in terms of again their uh, in terms of again their salary cap. Um, uh, I'm not sure, I think they're still about $3 million over the luxury tax threshold uh, Ali will, will will settle that for us and uh, every time we talk to Ali over the last few weeks he still th- feels like they're going to kind of stand pat here even though there's a rumor mill out there saying they're still searching so we'll see how that, that plays out and joining us the program now from the Bird Rights which I think is the, again uh, the, the the top look at everything you want to know about your about your New Orleans Pelicans uh, is Ali gassel Ali, welcome to the show how you doing my friend?
7: I'm doing great, Eric. How about yourself?
0: Oh, I'm doing great, doing great. It could be a little cooler outside, but as long as the AC is working, I, you know what? You know, it's, we expect it. It's New Orleans. I was looking at the temperatures where my daughter lives in Nashville, where my other daughter lives in Chicago yesterday, and of course, my son's now in Houston. And uh, well, if some uh, the the ones up north are, are cooler, and Houston, of course, dealing with the same way we're dealing with it. So, another another couple months, and uh, I I can't wait until October. <laughs>
7: Right, Eric. Look, I've learned one thing over the summers here, and you you just stop looking at the weather because it never changes. Just expect rain every day and and the humidity.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, really only tune if there's a tropical event because you've got to see what, what's going on there. And they start right. those down. They're, they're so far in advance of the tropical event, you start, you start uh, again, uh, checking them out as they come off the African coast. So, you know, it is what it is there. But I tell you what, a lot of stuff out there, you know, I get hoops hype all the time coming into my, in, into my, social, into, into my phone, on my computer, reading a lot of stuff around the league. Uh, a lot of people still believe the Pelicans are not done. Okay, and, and that they really have they really would like to see Jared Allen as a pelican. You and I have discussed this over the last few weeks. Uh, what, what are you hearing? Because again, there's a lot of noise out there, but not a lot of substance so, so far.
7: Yeah, most of the noise, from my understanding, is really just stemming from their initial interest, right, and wanting to upgrade the center position back when free agency, of course, was a lot more active, right, right? when the, that uh, bell sounded uh, at the start of July. But you know, I, I just feel like they've moved on from there. For instance, Cleveland. For Jared Allen, I think the Pelicans would have to move one of Trey Murphy or Hope Jones back yeah. in any kind of deal, and they're not willing to do that. It goes back to similarly what they were interested in doing a year ago uh, at the deadline, chasing Ananobi, some other names as well. So teams mm-hmm. have certain, uh, I, guess, I guess you could say assets they want from the Pelicans, and they're just not willing to part with this young core And so, therefore, I don't, for instance, see a Jared Allen. And I remember, for instance, Isaiah Stewart. I know he's the most recent name being thrown about from the Pistons. But I remember, we talked about him a few months ago when I thought, hey, Mm -hmm. that's a prime uh, target for the Pelicans if you're the front office and trying to find a center. Because they have four of them, four or five of them, if you include Marvin Bagley. And I thought at the time, Stewart was a great, great potential target. But since that time, of course, Detroit has extended them. So now the Pelicans – cannot go after him until at least, uh, I want to say, December. So I know that's somebody they thought of highly before. But again, everything that I'm looking at is pointing to if they're going to go and make a move for a center, it won't happen until the season gets underway, and it would happen probably closer to that trade deadline. I just feel like all the potential moves that they could have made uh, at the start of free agency have been exhausted, and nobody seems to be backing down. Look, nobody seems to, in August, all of them relinquish and say, okay, we'll accept sure. a lot less. Oh, give away this great, valuable player. It just doesn't happen. Right.
0: Let's talk about Team USA. Brandon Ingram, part of that team. Josh Hart, former um, uh, Pelican. Jaron Jackson, Jr., again, a kid whose dad, you know, roots come back to New Orleans. Uh, On the surface, like a pretty good team. A lot of people believe that Brandon Ingram is going to be a real integral part of this team going forward. Uh, Give me your thoughts on the makeup of this team and, and, and what Brandon Ingram's role will be.
7: Right, so Grant Hill put the team together um, and he went for balance, he said. You know, some defense, some offense, some vets, some younger guys. Of course, working with the players that he could get, right? None of the Olympic mainstays are there like the LeBron James. So he actually had to try and build a team, and usually that can be a difficult task, right, for these lesser tournaments like a FIBA World Cup. Because a lot of these NBA players simply don't want to participate in it, they don't want to give up their summers. So I think they found. A good mesh, and I and you're right, I agree with you that I think Brandon Ingram might be coming out party, something so to speak. To where I think he's going to be the guy that Steve Kerr looks to at the end of games if it's a close game. I know a lot's been made of Anthony Edwards, um, and they're right to look at him similar to 2010 when Kevin Durant coming off, I believe, it was his third year really exploded in that World Cup to where then after that. Suddenly the Thunder were a big legitimate threat to reach the finals every year. And, of course, Kevin Durant was regarded as one of the best players in the league from that point forward. So a lot of people are saying this could be Anthony Edwards' bounce forward, but I disagree with him. I think Durant was already coming off a 30-point-per-game type of season. He was already probably maybe the best player on that that 2010 team. As far as Anthony Edwards, you know, he averaged a lot less points last year, didn't really shoot the ball. He had a couple of duds in the playoffs. And then you look at who's he got as teammates, and I look at Brandon Ingram and Jalen Brunson as I think going to be the two leaders of that team. So Brunson's going to run the team, but I think they're going to look to mm-hmm. B.I. for key situations. So you're right. I think this is a great opportunity for Brandon to really showcase his talent. So what we've already known, right, Eric, for the last year and a half, he's been a big-time player when he's been on the court, yes. coming up Agreed. clutch, great numbers, led the Pelicans in that playoff series against the Suns. A lot of the national uh, scene doesn't still know his name, but this would be, like I said, a great opportunity for him to showcase that.
0: Um, Of course, a lot lot of Pelicans fans are are a little bit weary of this because, again, his history with injuries and not wanting to play through injuries. On the flip side, I look at it from your your, your perspective as well. This could be something that could really boost his confidence going into this upcoming season, and we also know he's going to be in shape as camp starts, coming off again, having, to be able to, having a chance to be able to play for the uh, American team.
7: Exactly. I don't share those same concerns. It seems like if an injury is going to strike, it's going to strike anyways. But I think half of the times that when the Pelicans, uh, like Zion and Brandon, for instance, when they've been struck, it's either been a freak injury or it's been because of not the right level of conditioning. I know that David Griffin even recently mentioned that Brandon's never really started a season to where he's been in great shape and in great basketball shape. And it's true. He works a lot on his game individually by a lot of shooting and he does some weight work, but he's never really done that conditioning part to where he's ready to run a marathon this season. He will be. So I think this camp USA is going to be a great springboard for him to where I think it's going to actually lessen his chance for injury because he's going to have his body in perfect shape entering it. And so, Eric, I'm with you. I, th- I think he's going to have probably the best start of his uh, career to a season. Usually he's been a little slow out of the gate. Same thing happened last season as well. From February on, he was averaging about 28 points a game, six over six assists. And that seems to be the trend with him. Now he's not going to – I don't think he's going to be in that same boat because of all this work he's doing now this summer.
0: Mm-hmm. Talk about what this can do for Trey Murphy and Herb Jones' games, again, as they, as they are competing against the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the USA team.
7: Right. Members of the select team, it, it's a great experience for several reasons. Number one, of course, Team USA needs legitimate NBA competition. So they ask a lot of the young guys, are you willing to come in, give up a few of your weeks this summer? And I think it's great not only from a competitive standpoint, I've heard that a lot of these guys learn a lot from you know their counterparts across from them to where it's footwork. They can pick their brains. Um, camaraderie grows stronger and, and kind of be, just become more accepted in the NBA circles. So from that viewpoint alone, it's worth it for Trey and Herb. But I also think that it can be also be used as a springboard, right? Usually you have to go through these select teams. If you're not one of the top 10 or maybe 15 players in the NBA to make future either FIBA teams, Olympic teams, you've got to go this route. And then also, from the standpoint of being kind of a loosely formed team that's just really there to give competition, I think it's great from the standpoint of Herb and Trey being able to try new things. So you're going to be able to expand your game, uh, try some things that you probably didn't last season because your roles were more, more confined on uh, the Pelicans team. So I don't see any kind of negative here. It's just all going to be a positive experience for both of those guys. And hopefully, right, maybe – you know, her picks up some confidence shooting the three ball. Trey putting the ball down on a four more, maybe some playmaking. Any of those type of improvements, if they if they, they can manufacture them over the summer, that'll carry over into the season too.
0: Let's talk about the NBA Cup. It's going to be a new a new addition to the NBA season this upcoming year. Uh, again, we've had a chance to digest this over the last couple of weeks now. Uh, first of all, the concept. Do you like it?
7: I think I do. I think it's going to break – because, look, Eric, for most fans, sitting through an 82-game season uh, or schedule is a lot of games, right? And so I think this will actually spur some more, you know, not just viewership, but I think also in terms of teams being interested in doing this. Now, I know for fans, they don't really care that the players will make a little bit more money playing it, But I think it gives, you know, like I said, a little bit more competitive flavor and, and, you know, I, it, it's really hard to say. At first, I was against, I'll be honest with you, I thought that, you know, Adam Silver trying to copy how, you know, things work over in Europe with, say, soccer wouldn't carry over the NBA. But now that I've heard more and more people talking about it, I really believe that it's going to be a benefit to the season. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see it. You know, there's going to be knockout rounds. There's going to be really just one regular season game added to the couple of teams that make it to the championship. So it's not like you're expanding anybody's season. And, right. um yeah. I'm I'm going to be like everybody else. I just want to see how it plays out, but I'm excited to see what unfolds.
0: Well, there's extra money as you mentioned. There's there's, there's a per diem they get about 1500. There's a big there's a big grand prize at the end for for again the championship team. What was it like a million bucks or something like that? Um Right. I'm not sure exactly what the amount with the amount is again, and then of course the you know the way they break them down in the groups. So this around you a lot of soccer, right? Uh, the Pels are in group four, in um, in group five with Denver, Los Angeles Clippers, Dallas, and Houston. Thoughts on that group?
7: Well, it all depends on how everybody's well, going to be healthy. But obviously, on paper, it looks tough, right? You got the world champs, and yeah. The nuggets,
0: Denver, yeah. Clippers. Clippers,
7: yeah. I think the Mavericks are going to be much improved, and Luka yeah. could be, you know potentially the MVP next season. So outside of the Rockets, it's no cupcake walk. Um, the Clippers, of course, always a wait and see. Can Paul George and Kawhi Leonard be on the court? But otherwise, I kind of like the Pelicans' chances, right, of uh, making a run for it.
0: Um, and the, the players take home $500,000 for, for being the team that wins, uh, so pardon me on that. The loser takes home $200,000. Uh, the quarterfinal losers take home 50000 And, uh, again, I guess the $100,000 for the semifinal losing teams. So I wanted to, uh, wanted to uh, clean that up. Um, how do you think the veterans are going, are going to react to this, especially, again, those that, that again, that we see uh, taking, uh, taking time off, uh, you know, for, for injury, uh, you know, the, the players, were, uh, uh, veterans' days off, et cetera.
7: I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue because, as far as I know, right, these tournament games will just be played on every, what, Tuesday and Friday night.
0: Tuesday and Friday, right. Mm -hmm.
7: Right. So you're going to be able to load manage, I think, better. And I know that the NBA, once they release all the regular season schedules, they're going to probably try and avoid, right, the back-to-backs involving a lot of these games. So I think that's also going to lessen that risk, right, of veterans uh, sitting out because they want them, right? They want them to play. I want this to become a thing moving forward. So the only way to do it Mm -hmm. is if you have all your stars playing. So I think it's all going to work out from that vantage point.
0: And, look, it's something to get, if you're a fan, uh, again, if you're a player that's looking for a little bit bit more of an oomph, okay, something to get you you up, I mean, this is is going to be a competitive thing for money and and prestige. So we'll see how it works out in the beginning of the NBA season.
7: Right. I'm glad that they are holding it right first few months. Because that's when everybody's right. largely still healthy. So it should be competitive. And you're not going to have too many big names sitting out or anything like that. Like you said, Eric, okay. I just want to get to the actual tournament, which is going to be yes. hosted in Las Vegas, and to mm-hmm. see really how many teams really try and go for it, trying to win this. Yes. Uh, because that will tell you probably the success of it.
0: Right. And, then look again, look, uh, some, some, when you look at the nation, look, we're, we're basketball fans, right? We're watching. Right, but a lot of people are still tuned into football. Okay, so this gives people an opportunity to say, okay, there's a competitive tournament going on within the NBA. You know, maybe I'm going to tune in a little bit earlier than you know a lot of people like the New Orleans that don't they don't even realize basketball's on until January.
7: Exactly. Yeah, that, that's another good way to look at it because New Orleans isn't the only market, right, where it comes basketball comes easily second place to football. So you're right. This is a easier way to get the fan base. Um, (laughs) paying attention to games in November, Mm -hmm. which, as we know, usually doesn't happen. Although this past year, right, because how well the Pelicans played at the end of November and all of November, the city seemed to tune in a lot quicker when they saw Mm -hmm. that their team was in first or close to first. Yeah, Yeah, great point.
0: Hey, last question for you, Dane Lillard. What do you think is going to happen there?
7: You know, the more I think about it, his only destination seems to be Miami, but Portland refuses, right, to get, you know, accepting kind of low-ball offer almost reminds me of Anthony Davis, right, where obviously he wanted to go to the Lakers nowhere else. Rich Paul made that clear behind the scenes. Polinka knew it at the time. Del Demps knew it. And, of course, the Pelicans were going to accept any kind of low ball offer. And, of course, there was that additional factor of Pelicans brass not really wanting Dell Demps to make the deal, obviously, because they knew his window was uh, time was limited. They wanted for the next general manager to make it. But still, I almost foresee the Damian Lillard situation playing out the same way. Even though I know both sides want everything resolved by the start of next training camp, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Miami is going to work too hard to come up with everything Portland's asking, even close to it, because they know they're not competing against anybody. At the same time, Portland isn't going to give Damian Lillard for, you know, five cents on a dollar. So I think this is going to go into training camp, maybe even potentially this season, where then the NBA is might have to interfere to where Portland's not going to want to play Dame, but you're not going to have him sitting just like you didn't have Anthony right. Davis sit. So mm-hmm. it's going to get ugly, I think, um, to yeah, where it's going I to then put so pressure too. on Miami up their bed, or maybe there's going to be somebody else that comes in because that's the best mm-hmm. thing for Portland. They need somebody else to compete with to raise that offer, and the only way you're going to do that, I think, is if you hit the season and suddenly somebody wants Damian Lillard because of the injuries or because of fit not working with their existing roster. But honestly. That's where I think we're headed. I don't think there's yep. going to get resolved anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Ali, thanks for the time as always, my friend. Tell the folks about your fantastic site, how folks can subscribe. There's an advertiser out there that'd like to get the message out on your program as well, and how folks can follow you on social media.
7: Yeah, thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at the site. Everybody knows com. where we'll have that coverage of the World Cup. It's not going to be just uh, Brandon Ingram we're going to pay attention to, right? Dyson Daniels. Fighting for a roster spot that we think he's going to get with Team Australia, and of course Valanciunas is leading the Lithuania group. So we'll be covering that, and uh, still be turning out some podcasts for you over the next month during the slow season.
0: Yep, that yeah, is always it's an NBA year round now. Uh, that's the way it goes, just like the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your time as always. Again at Alec on Twitter and now X. Thanks for the thing of time. We'll check in next week. Absolutely. Take care, Eric. You too, Bud. All right. Uh, don't forget about Burkhart. Trust is everything. Burkhardt has, has over 10,000 customers, again, and referrals are the number one way they've grown their business. Long before I was a spokesman for the company, again, it was referrals. It was, uh, you know, you telling your neighbor, you telling your family member about how you were treated with Burkhardt. Uh, they treat their customers like they would family, okay? Once you're part of the family, they're going to take care of you. And I've said this uh, over and over again because, again, this rings true. John Burkhardt told me a long time ago, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. At Burkhardt, you can trust that you're always going to get a fair price. They're going to do the job right. Leave your home spotless and only doing the work that's necessary. It's how it's done at Burkhardt. Burkhardt's going to be there. going to be there to get it, you get it, that system fixed. No matter what make or model, you can call them anytime. The phone is answered 24-7. and Of course, some of the most experienced technicians in all, in all the uh, metropolitan area. Uh, Nate certified technicians do the continuing education so they stay up with the latest when it comes to HVAC units. Uh, they don't go ahead and just replace. They actually try to fix your system. It's what Burkhardt does. ACpromise.com ACpromise.com. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home of business. Truly a company you can trust, a company I've trusted for decades. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back.
1: This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has
0: great prices on all the back-to-school essentials. Now you can save even more with $25 back in rewards on your in-store purchase of $75 or more. Rewards members only ends August
1: 5th. Redeemable in-store only. School on, save on at Staples.
4: Good afternoon. Laplace area right now working an accident in St. John the Baptist Parish, I-10 eastbound. Before Beltair Boulevard, there is an accident stop-and-go from St. James Street. Uh, St. John border, uh, the Gramercy area east. So we're talking a a pretty big backup right now and slowing at this time. I-10 east between 610 and Downman seeing stop and go in Gentilly area. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
1: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen. Your largest investment Call DA Exterminating now. Ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on
3: the web at daexterminating.com.
6: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers
0: Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I am your host, Eric Asher. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Ash ICON on your radio dial. iHeart Radio App, TuneIn Radio App, our digital platforms. And, of course, uh, don't forget today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill. of course, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and, of course, the newest member. Uh, you just heard me talking about it, Mambos. Uh, have you been? Have you checked it out? Have you checked out the rooftop bar? I'm just telling you right now, one of a kind. You've never seen the sidelines of, uh, of New Orleans like, the, like you see at the rooftop bar. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, again, uh, great. A lot of seating up, up, up on the third floor. So, again, a lot of, a lot of ways to, to enjoy. Fantastic cocktails, again. Uh, bars on every single floor. So, first floor, you've got a bar as you walk in. Uh, a lot of beautiful seating. Again, this, this, rest, this building has been totally renovated by the Beta Brothers, and it looks fantastic. Um, you've got um, an authentic French Quarter courtyard. Uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Toward the end of the restaurant, back of the restaurant, and then, of course, the, in the front of the restaurant, these beautiful picture windows overlook Bourbon Street. You can catch all the craziness by staying inside and Still enjoying a great cocktail, fantastic menu, because the menu is outstanding. Uh, again, Cajun Creole cuisine, but then so much more steaks, burgers, burgers. Uh, fantastic seafood for you. Uh, and, and, of course, don't forget also uh, about, again, their great mixologists that are mixing fantastic cocktails. Whether you want to enjoy, again, the Bourbon Street Balcony, the Rooftop Bar, maybe, again, um, authentic French Quarter Courtyard, do the picture windows. Or again, just the great ambience of Mambos. They're open seven days a week for you. And, of course, they got a fantastic menu and great cocktails. Right next door is the Hideout Bar, where there's live music every single night in a French Quarter Courtyard setting. Uh, beautiful bar uh, and, and building, 300 years old, Forget you got libations that are outstanding but also again you got food you can make your next Bourbon Street memory right there in the 400 block of Bourbon Street 411, 411 to 413 Bourbon Street that is the, the home of Mambo's and the Hideout Bar open 7 days a week for lunch and dinner find out more at MamboNola.com that's Mambo's and also the Hideout Bar part of the Oceana family of restaurants alright joining us on the program now fantastic show are you catching them 7 to 9 on YouTube or maybe just catching them when you get home or maybe again you're, you're going for your uh, going for your jog or maybe again do a little exercise or maybe just get a little little downtime got to be checking out the jordy colada show each and every day uh again always up to date on what's happening in the sports world but it's a lot of fun as well his uh platform is just growing and growing and growing and he joins us each and every week here on the program jordy how are you
8: hey good afternoon man good to be back
0: Good to have you back, my friend. 31 days until the Tigers open up uh, in Orlando uh, against uh, FSU and the Tigers' second day of camp. Uh, as you as you look at this season going in, first of all, Brian Kelly talked about it today, that one of the things that, again, that, that he is anticipating is because last year they had to teach the guys how to practice, the Kelly way, etc. cetera, that the, the ramp-up should be a lot quicker in this upcoming camp.
8: Yeah, it should be. You know, last year it was about in, in installing the, the the program. I mean, you had to really kind of put 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 the program under uh, under your thumb and and, and discipline it. And, you know, teach people how to practice and, and what the standard is. And you know, like he alluded to today, that that stuff is is now you know in the rearview mirror. They have got that stuff installed, and it's more about you know getting down on the football field and 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 getting uh, you know your team better. And, and that's that's where LSU is every day. And, and, you know, today being opening day of fall camp, there's a lot of excitement around here in, in South Louisiana with, you know, obviously that, that being on the horizon and, you know, LSU looks like they're going to be contenders this season going into the year. And, you know, from Kelly's standpoint, year two is, is, is comes with a little bit of pressure in Baton Rouge when you look around and see what your, your coworkers are doing, but this team looks like they're ready to compete. And, you know, it seems like they've got all the tools to, to be a good one going into the season.
0: I definitely agree. Look, I I didn't know a lot about Bayou Splash until the, the last week, to be honest with you. From what I understand, it was an incredible success. Uh, and again, signing some players after that, again uh, making inroads with other players. Uh, I think it's a pretty ingenious idea, huh? To have everybody come down to the pool up at LSU.
8: Yeah, it really is. You know, I mean that 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 was a that was a big source of controversy when LSU spent that money and built that 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 pool with the rec center. It was you know a, a wave pool, uh, uh that that was you know got. Formed in, in, in the LSU letters, and you know there was a big scuttle uh, about you know being uh, the the library leaking water and you're building pools and, and it's it, it's good to see them using that resource for, for good measure. They were able to pick up a uh, a commitment, Norrie Washington, last weekend. Big six foot seven, three hundred pound offensive lineman. They flipped a offensive lineman from Ole Miss on Monday. A guy named Joseph Cryer, who's going to be a real right. mean center for him coming up here in the next couple of years. So, look, recruiting's been on fire. They they they've really put themselves in a in a good position with the number 1 edge rusher in the country in Colin Simmons who was in town this past weekend and he moved his commitment date up to August 10th and there's a lot of people around LSU that are buzzing about that. People are feeling like they're in a really good spot.
3: You know, they
8: may not, they may dip into the into the state of Texas and take their number 1 player in Colin Simmons and the and the and the top pass rusher in in college you know in in, in recruiting during the cycle uh they may find that out pretty quick, so you know things like the Bayou splash and the recruiting efforts that they've been putting forward here of late looks like they're they're playing dividends they're paying off dividends as uh you know the 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 news cycle begins uh to to look towards football season.
0: Yeah, uh, really sad news for the Tigers this week with uh, Coach Lindsey having to step away for the personal health matter. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about his loss, and then of course uh, some of the moving pieces now that will happen again within that coaching staff. It's so late in the in in the uh, in 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 the uh, in, in the deal right now to try to go out and get another coach. You got to we got to fill within. Uh, How is that going to work?
8: No, look, this is. First off, your 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 thoughts go straight to the person. This is a, a, a human story, right? You're talking about somebody and their health, and and you know that Michael Cobble from WBRZ down here in Baton Rouge had it reported that he was taken to the hospital yesterday afternoon. It's a scary situation with with Coach Lindsey, and you know, first things first, you want to make sure he's healthy and he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from the football standpoint, he, the timing could not have been worse on this. You know, just from a uh, you know, going into camp, you're a new coach. If you're Jimmy Lindsay, you're trying to mm-hmm. you know, get your crew ready for the the, the the season and the build up, and you know, just you, you, you can't get going obviously because of this this situation. Now, you know what it does. I, I think that the biggest group that's affected by this it's not the defensive line. I, I think you've got enough guys. You got guys like Mason Smith and Makai Wingo, who, who are leaders and you know high end players, and you know guys that. Look, they're they're going to be counted on, and they understand their role on this team. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's going to be the special teams. They've got to move Coach John Jancic, who they brought over in the offseason, to coach special teams. Mm-hmm. They've got to move him to the defensive line coach because of his experience. And really? Bob Diaco is now going to coach the the outside backers. And I think you know it's going to be kind of a uh, uh, a full effort of of coaching special teams. He One of the concerns of this team going into the year. For, for me, is the special teams unit. You know, I mean, yes. you think about last year for, for LSU. I mean, they were regressing in, in special teams. I mean, you think about that that SEC championship game. They didn't know whether or not they were supposed to, you know, down a, a blocked field goal that ends up, you know, turns into a scoop and score for Georgia. Yeah. And, and and really, look, I, I'm not saying that, that that LSU wins the game if that doesn't happen, but it it sure did change the complexion of it really early. I mean, LSU was about to score again uh, and, and, you know, that, that happens. And, you know, I mean, that, that's the, that's the 12th game of the year. <laughs> I right. mean, like that, right. that, that, that's that, that thing that, you know, just getting worse and worse. And, you know, Daniel Ramos, who is a, you know, a, a place kicker had a, had a pretty solid season, but mm-hmm. you know, you need somebody on top of him coaching him for the next month. I, I, I'm okay with Jay Bramblet. You know I mean? The, the, the fifth year punter, I think he's, right. he's got a potential to be an all American, but, You know, I mean, they didn't know who the punt returner was last year. They couldn't figure out who the place kicker was last year. They couldn't figure out what they were doing with field goals from a blocking standpoint. I mean, it was just a mess when it came to special teams. So, you know, you talk about a team that's as good as LSU and with the opportunity that LSU has to really kind of, you know, kind of create their own destiny if they want to, you hate to see special teams to creep up on them for a second year in a row. I mean, Right. This is a, this is a unit that that should be good. You know, you think about guys like Aaron Anderson, who's transferred mm-hmm. in, a guy out of Edna Carr, who, who could be the punt returner for this team. Uh, you think about some of the the, the, the possibilities that they could have a kickoff returner. You know, the, the the teams that they could put out there with the way that they've recruited over the past couple of years. So, you know, look, I think potentially special teams could be a real advantage for LSU. But if you know that they don't pay attention, and I, I assume they will. You know, to to this opening and special teams, it, it's something that you need to you know you you kind of got to watch out for because right. you know I I think that you know one of the, the the big efforts in the off season was replacing Brian Poley, was getting mm-hmm. a new special teams coach in there just because right. of you know how how bad it
0: was at times last year. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada show is our guest. Jordy, um, as they get into camp, they put the pads on soon. What are some of the Position groups, you're really going to be uh, uh, king in. I know a lot of people are talking about the cornerback position. Uh, you can talk about that, but also maybe some other positions that you think are going to be some real battles.
8: Well, I think that you you look at my, my, the first place I'm looking is running back. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at the running back spot on this team, and man, you got seven guys. eh? I mean, you got you got you got guys that. You know, last year at this time, you got Logan Diggs, who was at Notre Dame. You got Noah Kane, who was at Penn State. You got Josh Williams, who was emerging at LSU. You got Armani Goodwin, who at times last year felt like he was going to be the guy. You know, Trey Bradford's back. He's, by all accounts, had an incredible summer and off season. And then you throw the two top running backs in the state of Louisiana into the mix this past recruiting cycle, and Caleb Jackson and Trey Holly. So you're talking about seven guys, and then today... Brian Kelly did officially say that John Emory is going to be back. He was cleared to play, so he'll be at practice tomorrow, and he'll be out there. So, I mean, look, we can debate whether or not Emory's off the field and, and whatever, but when he's on the field, he's a good player. And, and yes. if you've got if you got an option like him in, in a seven-man room, this gives you the idea of the depth that they have. So I think it'll be by committee this year. I, I don't think that they have that one guy that they just mm-hmm. say, hey, look, you're going to be – you know, every Saturday you're going to be the dude, uh, but but they have options, and I, and I'm I'm curious on how they use them. I think that you know, obviously they've got some veterans in that that room, like Noah Kane who they really trust. I think Logan Diggs, the the former Rumble Raider, is going to have a a real opportunity to make a run at this thing just because of mm-hmm. his experience and his familiarity right. with, with guys like Brian Kelly and the staff. So, you know, I mean, I, I love the the competition that's brewing at running back. I, I think that. You know, it's a real healthy competition. Obviously, that's Frank Wilson's position. You know, he's going to get the best out of that that, that, that group. Absolutely. Um, so that's one that you know, it's a little off the board. You know, I think defensive backs probably the the position that everybody's looking at from a competitive standpoint, just to see who who pops. You know, who's yes. going to. Who's going to step up? Is it going to be J.K. Yeah. Johnson from mm-hmm. from Ohio State? You know, you're waiting on Denver Harris to really kind of get out there and, and, and get his spot. Deuce Chestnut came over from mm-hmm. uh, from Syracuse, so I mean, you know, right. it's another spot where they got options. You know, they got they got yeah. some guys back there that, that, that they can see. But you know, I think they got some healthy competition at running back that should play out. You know, to be pretty fierce here early on.
0: Is Mason Smith going to be on a snap count to, to begin this the the, uh, uh, the camp, or is he going to go full go? Do we know that? yet? From
8: what I've been told, he's full go. You know, I I, I don't know if he's I, I can't answer for sure if he's on a snap count right. or not to start the season. But I, from what I have understood, is that he, he is cleared. He is he is he's ready to play, and you know he's he's highly motivated. So you know, I mean, I, I think that um, it, it's. It's going to take a lot to keep him off the field if there is one I can tell you that but right. um you know look there's a ton of expectation for him because of just you know the off season the the motivation that he has shown of you know working himself back into the into the mix pretty quick here um if he's on a snap count over the next 4 weeks maybe so i, I do not believe he will be on a snap count against Florida State during the opening week Sure.
0: That, that is a position group with a tremendous amount of talent. I mean, I'm not just talking about the starters. There's some guys that transferred in that are, are going to have a chance to be able to, uh, to to perform for the Tigers, but you look at you look at the depth chart on, on just that position and, and uh, recognizable names, guys that have done it for LSU, guys that have expectations to do it for LSU.
8: No, look, I, I can't wait to see this defensive line play, man. I mean, obviously you mentioned the headliners and, and Wingo and, and Mason Smith and yeah, you know, even some some newcomers coming in, um, you know, like, like Deshaun Walmack. But, you know, I mean there's there's guys like Savion Jones who, you know, it's his time. I mean, it, it is his time to to, to 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 become the player that everybody has envisioned him uh when he got to L S U. You know, he's on this defensive line. Quincy Wiggins is a is a second year player on that defensive line, who was a high end recruit last year that they really are excited about coming in to his second season. We mentioned you know, the, 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 freshman in, in Womack, I, I believe he's going to play significant time. But, you know, guys like Jordan Jefferson, who, who transferred in from, from West Virginia, you know, they got, uh, uh, uh Jeff Lee back from, from, from Florida, who was a, a Live Oak, went to, went to Live Oak, a, a South Louisiana native. So they've got some, some bodies and some guys that they, 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 they can rotate. Um, I, I'm, I'm like you. I, I think that's a unit that, that I'm very excited to see play. Yeah, no doubt about
0: it. Well, always good to have you on the program. Thanks so much for your time, as always. Tell the folks about your, your great platform, your show, how folks can get it, how they can follow you on social media as well.
8: Thank you. We're on uh, we're on YouTube, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, and you can find us on social media um, all the time, at Colada Show, and they have links to all of where we are and how you can find us. But uh, 7 to 9 a.m., we'll have an LSU football practice report for you tomorrow morning. We'll get you set. Uh, for day two of fall camp, and and, and what to look forward as as LSU is creeping towards the season.
0: Well, I tell you what, just exciting times all the way around. You know, Joy, I said this on the TV show today. There is a real good possibility the Saints could be pretty good. Tulane, LSU, Southeastern. I mean, this is going to be this could be one of those really great years for football in South Louisiana.
8: We were talking about the same thing e, the other day, just about how you know it's kind of lining up where. You know, the Saints, LSU, some of the, the teams that, that Tulane, obviously, that, mm-hmm. that get a ton of attention around here are really going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be in the middle of it. They're going to be playing right. for it. It feels like at least going into the season. and sure does. I, You know, we were talking about it today, I, I can't remember a, a fall camp where, you know, the buildup has felt, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as, as kind of fun and as intense as it does now.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And, and, again, look, it's good for us. <laughs> it's good for those yeah. that, are, that are covering the teams, right, because they're dealing with a happier coach and players. But, again, the fan base, you know, they go, they're go rabbit here. And, again, anytime you get LSU, Tulane, Saints, even Southeastern playing real good football, people are going to be excited, and it looks like it could be a pretty good season. If, if again, things go the well that, that's been forecasted. Thank you for your time each and every week. We appreciate you very much. Uh, keep up the great work, and we'll talk next week. Always, D. Thank you. There he goes. Jordy Kalani. Just a great show. Guys, got to check it out. I mean, look, some people can't do it 7 and 9. It's on YouTube. Just check it out whenever you get an opportunity. You'll be glad you did. It's fun. It's great information. Jordy does a great job. I mean, he is just a pro. Just a pro. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. Come home tonight. AC's not working. Look. I'm telling you right now, it is hot outside. Again, I, my, my computer keeps telling me, uh, it keeps popping up. It's going a uh, near record temperature. We know that already, right? Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. I keep seeing this, 98s, 90, 99s. Look, it's going to be hot. So, again, you've got to have an air conditioning system that's working properly. You surely have to have one in your business. You can't have people coming into your business and not have your air conditioning working. If your air conditioning breaks down and you need help, go with the company I've trusted for decades, Burkhart Air Conditioning and Eating. They have 15 trucks in the field. They'll get to you quickly. 30 minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. So you sit home all day waiting on the AC guy to show up. When he shows up, he's got Nate certified. He's a Nate certified technician doing all the work that's necessary. It's what Burkhardt demands honesty, reliability, treatment. Your home like right their home. It's one of the reasons why they're again one of the top companies in the in, in, all, in all the metropolitan area, and a company enough for decades. Residential, industrial, commercial, they do it all. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by, again, the wonderful folks over at the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner daily, all the way until 1 a.m. Uh, of course, you've got lunch and dinner at Mambo's, Wallins Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Great ambiance, a lot of fun, fantastic cocktails, great mixologists, and of course, again, a staff that wants to make your dining experience second to none. Uh, in the French Quarter, it is by it is uh, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, or Mambos. Out in Metairie, it's Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants and proud sponsor of our Thursday show. We'll be right back. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard
6: Make your next New Orleans memory at Mombrooks. Like any good agent, we're here for the open house, for the closing, for handing over keys. But because we're Realtors, we're here for so much more. Agents who are Realtors volunteer at nearly three times the national average. We're working to broaden access to credit, increase affordable housing supply, and ensure fair housing for all. Realtors are bound by a code of ethics. We're here for it all. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are.
1: Wendy's is open till midnight or later, so you can give in to the craving and go night mode. Now all of your favorite menu items just got their bedtime extended. You can get what you want even later, like the Baconator with six strips of bacon or the Perfect Fries and Frosty Duo. If you're up later, then so are we. So go ahead and pull through the drive-thru. When the craving hits, go night mode at Wendy's. Open till midnight or later. All right, see ya
0: later. At participating US Wendy's Hours May vary. Hi, I'm Chad. And I'm Steve. And together we're Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured, you deserve Dudley DeBosier, so you demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints.
4: And the only law firm in Louisiana with a no fee guarantee. That means you pay nothing, no fees, cost, or
1: expenses unless we get money for you. Dudley DeBosier, home of the no fee guarantee backed by the black
0: and gold. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504 444 4444.
1: That's 504 44 4444. New Orleans.
6: This report is sponsored by Audible. Boost your imagination with Audible. Listen to the biggest selection of audio entertainment, from celeb memoirs to motivation and more. Audiobooks, podcasts, and originals. There's more to imagine when we listen. Sign up for a free trial at audible.com.
4: Good afternoon. Laplace area right now. Working an accident in St. John the Baptist Parish, I-10 eastbound. Before Beltair Boulevard, there is an accident stop and go from St. James Street, uh, St. John Border, uh, the Gramercy area east. So we're talking a a pretty big backup right now and slowing at this time. I-10 east between 610 and Downman seeing stop and go in Gentilly area. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. All right,
0: welcome back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Casher. Thanks so much for being with us today. I want to thank all of our fantastic guests on a Thursday. Gary Smith, Rolf Jackson, Ali Cassell, Jordi Collada, Rudy back in studio. Also, again, I want to thank all the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor our program. Every single one of those sponsors has an icon on our website. You click the icon, it takes it right back to the sponsor's website. That way, if you forget anything about the sponsor, you're trying to figure out who that sponsor is, you go to the website right there, click it, make it easy for you. You need menus, you need hours of operation, you need to know where they're located. All that's right there at ericasher.com. So, again, we appreciate your support of our sponsors, and uh, we appreciate you listening to our program as well. Thanks so much. Alright, coming up next, it is the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM. On WLAE TV at the top of the hour, it will be the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports featuring Chrissy Freud and also Renee Nato, both of CrestedCitySports.com. I'm your host, Derek Asher. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. It'll be the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. From the dog catcher to the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. No
1: nice way we ain't. We ain't going to lose no more without a fight. Better do that right. I want y'all to already.